Welcome to Newly Nutrition, the podcast. I'm your host, Emily Johnson, founder of Woo Girl Wellness and certified holistic nutritionist. This podcast was created to inspire, educate, and motivate holistic nutritionists just getting started on their business journey. Think of me as your wellness biz bestie, and I'm guiding you through the different ventures you can explore in the health and wellness space by interviewing established health professionals who make a living doing what they love. If they can do it, so can you. Now let's get into the episode. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Newly Nutrition, the podcast. I'm Emily, and today is really special because it's my 28th birthday, and I am not letting this day go by just like a normal day because this last year of my 27th year has been full of lessons, ups and downs, and so many challenges that I wanted to make this podcast um, and kind of just a conversation and instead of bringing a guest on well there is technically a guest on but he will be having a chat with me sort of like an interview and we're just gonna have fun today so the special person today is my boyfriend Damien otherwise known as Big D, Pooh Boy Wellness and Damo But putting a stop there. Not Pooh Boy Wellness. Um, okay, seriously, who's down for Pooh Boy Wellness? I don't even know what that means. Pooh Boy Wellness. It's the opposite of Woo Girl Wellness. Okay. Well, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. Not that you really had a choice, but huh. I appreciate... One of the many things on the birthday list to do. This is, you know, birthday month involves me doing a lot. Yeah, 100%. Tomorrow we're heading up to Whistler. Or today we're heading up to Whistler. And I'm really excited. It's going to be so fun. And I'm also going to make him listen to one of my favorite podcasts on the way up. He doesn't know this yet, but um, yeah. Right. Are you ready? Yeah, and probably Ariana Grande as well. Oh, yeah. There's going to be Ariana Grande new album playing the whole way and the whole weekend. Mm, and Sounds like a good time. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. No, I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, gals, if you're from the U.S., go for a Canadian. They are an untapped market. <laughs> they know how to shovel snow, build a There's fire. There's snow in Vancouver, really. There's definitely snow. Okay. I'm from California, so it's it, – I consider, like, rain snow. So we'll just go with that. Yeah, shovel in the rain. Yeah. Well, I appreciate the Canadian love. Yeah, U.S. gals, if you're listening, go for the Canadians. <laughs> they're they're with that. They're pretty wholesome. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Damien's blushing. Cute. Oh boy. So, we thought it would be really fitting for both of us to chat about passion, as we're both really big on passion. I left my full-time corporate career to pursue my passion of health and wellness. It's a long, long story. If you listen to episode one, then you kind of got a glimpse. Damien also is very much into passion as well. He works full-time for a really awesome company, but is pursuing his passion on the side as well. Maybe we'll get into that. But yeah, so that's kind of the theme of the episode today. And I'll let Damien kind of Mm -hmm. take away the first little bit. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Emily. It's an honor to be part of the the Woo Girl community. So I'm excited to be here. Um, Yeah, starting out, I mean, 2020 has been a wild year, as everyone knows. So it's... It's super interesting how 2020 became such a transformational year for both of us. I think I would say 2020 was 
probably the most transformational year of my life so far. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Like, and how was it for you? I mean, I, I know, but maybe just to talk about it. Everyone. Totally. And I think a lot of people, I think 2020 was a year, whether it was a great year for you or a bad year. I do think regardless of the outcome of every individual, there were some silver linings in 2020. Mm-hmm. I personally grew a lot over the last year. I mean, I was kind of forced to, I moved to a brand new city. I went back to school. I started a business with I definitely changed and transformed so much regardless of COVID and then COVID kind of just like solidified a few things and made me realize a few things as well and gave me the opportunity to really have my space in my in my time to you know dive deep into entrepreneurship and really focus on that so honestly I found it almost as a blessing to really have all that free time to be able to pursue what I wanted to pursue. Mm No, it's interesting because I think a lot of people, I mean, for anyone listening, there's probably some people that, you know, this was a really rough year. And then there's some people that this was an opportunity to maybe spend some more time pursuing passion and, and you know, working on these side projects and taking advantage of all the extra time we've had. So, yeah, I'd be curious to to hear, you know, you know, more about that. So maybe we'll dive into that a little bit more. I know this year was kind of a year where, so you moved to Canada, obviously. Do you want to, I don't know, do you want to recap that a little bit of like how this year played in? And then I can talk a little bit about my year. Like how I moved to Canada and why I moved to Canada? Yeah. And then just like, you know, where were you at the start of, you know, start of the year and, and where was your mindset at and like how did it progress? Like, I, I think this was an interesting year for, you know, for change. So I just want to hear about, you know, how that progressed for you. So the beginning of 2020? Yeah. Well, at the beginning of 2020, I was halfway done with my course as a holistic nutritionist, and I was working a job that was uh, clearly overstepping a lot of boundaries, and I was super stressed out of, in that role, and I knew in my heart I wanted to quit, and it just wasn't a good fit, but I, everyone was like, no, it's a great opportunity, and it, you know, on paper, if something seems like a great opportunity, but in your gut, you know that it's not right, you need to follow your gut. And I, and I shouldn't have listened to people because, you know, I had family members being like, no, just stick it out. It's a great learning lesson. And yes, I did learn a lot, but I knew deep down that it was not serving me and it was so unfulfilling and it was like draining me and it was causing me to have like adrenal fatigue and so many stressful, like day-to-day situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that was the beginning of 2020 and then COVID happened and I ended up leaving that job, not because of COVID, but because I had enough and, um, and then COVID happened. So it's kind of funny how I probably wouldn't have stayed anyway, but, and then I honestly have been self-employed since, since March and that in itself has been extremely stressful. I mean, imagine going from, I was making six figures in my last role to quitting going back to school as a student, working like an hourly part-time job just to kind of like sustain myself, being, leaving that and then having nothing and being in a foreign country, not having any opportunity to really like go find part-time work because it was difficult in terms of like everything was closing and no one was really hiring. And so that was really challenging. So I think over the last eight months during COVID, I was battling like, you know, so like chronic stress that ended up kind of manifesting in like miles depression and like constant anxiety 
And I mean, you've seen me just over the last couple of months. I have seen you. A few my times. mindset has <laughs> well, we live together, and Damien has seen me <laughs> acting like I mean, entrepreneurship is a goddamn fucking roller coaster. Excuse my language, but it is, and nothing can prepare you for what entrepreneurship is. Seriously, nothing. And you know, so entrepreneurship put COVID on top of that. I'm in a foreign country. I can only legally work 20 hours a week. I'm just kind of screwed in a sense. And it was really up to me to kind of like buck up and figure it out and kind of use my passion to fuel my, to, to, to fuel like my projects and execute what I had in mind for my business. So it's been overall, honestly, like probably one of the best years of my life in a way, because I am living my truth and working in an industry that lights me up and I know every single day I wake up and I'm so fulfilled that all of the lows are so worth it. Yeah. I mean that, I think that's, that's amazing that like you're able to get to that point, but I think that process is something worth like diving into more as well. So like, you know, when we say like, Oh, like trust your gut or like, you know, follow your passion or like, you know, listen to your heart and all these like catchy one liners. Like what does that really mean? And what do you have to do to get there? Like for me, for example, I went through a rough patch as well. As you know, I had a series of concussions um, that had me in a pretty dark place, right? And, you know, I, I turned to yoga and meditation and specifically meditation to kind of get me through that. And I applied that, you know, as a pillar in my life. And it now has become a tool that I want to share with other people. And I feel like that has turned into a calling for me to, to utilize that. But I think it's an interesting concept. Like how do you, how do you figure out your passion and how do you follow your passion and how do you tune into your gut and like all these things? Because I think a lot of people out there aren't necessarily fulfilled in what they're doing. So it's like, how do you stop, you know, that, nine to five or whatever job you're not loving and, and dial into passion and actually make something happen out of it. I think that there's two routes to this. I think you're either born knowing your passion and you pursue it from day one, or I think that you realize it later on in life. And for the people who realize it later on in life, those are the lucky ones because some people never realize their passion and they go their whole life not knowing like what they actually want to do. And for me, I mean, I've always been into health and wellness ever since I was young. I did, you know, I did sports and I've always loved cooking. My parents are both really amazing chefs in the kitchen. And so I learned a lot from them. And I always knew that like cooking and food was my passion. I, but I didn't realize I wanted to really pursue that or like take it seriously until my mid twenties when I was, I was working a corporate job. I was doing really well I was crushing my role and you know I had great relationships in my company and I could have easily moved up in that role and I could have you know that could have been my route but I knew deep down that wasn't for me and how did you know deep down what does that feel like well well one thing that I noticed was just like looking up to my managers I didn't look up to them in that in that career sense I'm like I don't want to be doing your day-to-day -day when I'm in my late 30s or mm -hmm. my 40s, that was a huge sign for me. And people I did look up to, every single person that I really admired was either like a Barry's Boot Camp instructor or, you know, running a online 
health and wellness brand or something like that. I mean, those are the people that I really looked up to and dreamt of like daydreaming of being like. And so I think those two things, if you're working a role and you're not lit up and like you look at your managers and you're kind of just like, this mm -hmm. is not who I want to be in 10 years. That's a huge sign. But I think that a lot of us are, but you know, it's a job and you got to do what you got to do to get there. And I think that's, that's, that's the hard part. Like I know for me, you know, I, I, again, knew when I wasn't being fulfilled, like I was like, okay, I'm not happy doing this. I'm not happy doing this, but I didn't know what the hell I wanted to do. It was just like, ah, this isn't the thing. This isn't the thing. But then when like mindfulness became a key part of my life and kind of the coaching role that tied into that became something I wanted to do, I almost felt as though I had no option. It wasn't even a choice at that point. It was like, you have to do this. So like for me, yeah, I'm still working full time, but I have this side hustle that I'm trying to get this project coming into life because I feel like I have no option actually. I actually feel like I don't have a choice because when I feel like when you discover your purpose or your passion, if you don't pursue it, that regret will be so strong that it'll eat away at you. You have no option. You have to listen to that a little bit. I totally agree. And actually, I was listening to a podcast this morning with Jay Shetty. I'm sure you all know who that is. And he said something like, there's like this strategy that pretend you're like lying on your deathbed and you're trying to make this decision right now. Like, should I go off and quit my corporate job and pursue health and wellness? And if the answer is like, if you'll regret not doing that, you should do that. Yeah. I mean, he explains it a lot more in depth than what I just said, but 100%. And it's almost like, because we have found our passion, it's almost like, shit like now we have to do it like we don't have the option just kind of like gliding through life like working that nine to five cush job it's like no like it's time to to go after what you want yeah and, and I actually think my biggest fear in life is to like sometimes I visualize that moment when I am on my deathbed and I my biggest fear is when I'm there I regret the life that I live and I think that is something that I always keep in the back of my head in terms of things I do in terms of you know, places I see, in terms of jobs I take, in terms of relationships I'm a part of, I want to keep that in mind. And like when there's opportunities, like if, like we're talking about, if there's a job that does not light you up, why are you wasting your precious moments on earth doing it? Right. And it just, it makes no sense to, to do that kind of stuff unless, you know, you feel like you're being lit up doing it. So yeah, it's really interesting to kind of think about that way. Yeah, I totally agree. And if you're listening and you're feeling kind of resonated, like, fuck this job that I'm working, you know, screw my managers. Like, they are definitely not who I want to be in 10 years. I definitely can share some strategies to help kind of guide me into what I wanted to pursue. And it's just crazy. Like, so, for example, one thing that I started doing before I knew that I was going to pursue health and wellness was I started just, like, writing little blog posts that no one would see they were just for me I started writing and the power of writing is so intense that I mean I believe that and it's true if you write down what you want to see or what you visualize or what you want to accomplish it's I don't know 10 times more likely to happen mm -hmm. like there's some um research done on it and stuff but it's like just putting that into your subconscious makes it way more of a reality and so like these little decisions that you make going forward your subconscious is secretly thinking about these things that you're writing out and I remember 
two and a half years ago when I, this is when I consider like a spiritual awakening and my journey started. I remember I was actually dating, sorry, Damien, if this kind of offends you, but I was kind of dating this guy and he- I heard all this. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he was, Continue. he was, um, I thought like on paper, I was like, oh, this is like a total catch. Like I could see myself with this guy. And he ended up ghosting me. And I remember being so pissed, like screw him. I just want to be successful and focus on myself and build a business. Like I am not going to focus on like dating or partying or things that aren't going to serve me. I just kind of had this like awakening of fuck everyone else. I'm doing me and I want to live life for me and not for anyone else. And so like that kind of like triggering moment for me had me started writing out like blog posts and just like writing things out. And I didn't know I liked writing until then. But, um, and I've never published those blog posts or anything, but it was just like page upon page of just like complete, just writing. And in those, you know, things that I was writing, I was, I was uh, talking about like, you know, starting a blog and starting a health and wellness business. I didn't really know like what I didn't have a vision, but I just knew that what I was doing was not for me. And, um, just from like those little practices of like writing things yeah. out and, um, I don't know. I it, mean, well, yeah, it kind of brings it to light. I think when you write it, it brings those thoughts into something, like into words or into into action potentially. I think it's huge to to write that down. Like, yeah, no, it absolutely makes sense. Yeah, and just by writing, just like kind of giving myself that space to just kind of think about my future and what I visualized and all of that, like, was inviting the universe to show some opportunities for me. And then six months later, I met Damien, who's Canadian. We met in San Francisco, and that whole thing led me to quitting my career and pursuing a degree in holistic nutrition. So that to me was like a sign from the universe. Like I told the universe before, like, okay, I'm ready for a change. I'm done with what I'm doing. It's time to start a new chapter. And then the universe answered. And I know that sounds so woo-woo, but... I completely believe that if you can visualize something and if you start kind of like just bringing awareness to what you actually want, then things can really happen and big changes can happen. Yeah, I think it's a lot of confidence and believing and wanting, right? Like I agree with that. I think if you want something bad enough and you and you see yourself doing it and can visualize it and talk about it and write about it, you know, that's the thing too. Like the more you talk about it with, with friends or, or family or, you know, just making this thing become a reality, it, it slowly kind of happens, right? And it's amazing how just by talking about it or writing about it, the the movement towards that direction starts happening. Exactly. And another thing I was going to say was I started, I remember around that time when I had that awakening, I was talking to like friends and family, literally what you just said about not sure what I'm going to do, but I will work for myself. It's probably going to be in the online space, maybe health and wellness. Like I started just like saying it out loud and it's like scary as it seemed because I had no clue how it was going to happen. I like had this little belief that I just knew that it was my path. And by saying it out loud, it, it just made it way more real. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, like this could probably be possible. And yeah, it's just crazy. And I remember like my friends and family were like, what are you talking, like, what are you going to do? And I'm like, I remember specifically being like, I'm not sure, but <laughs> I'm going to make it happen. Yeah, and I think that's an interesting point too, like with friends and family. I think 
people need to understand that not everyone is going to see your vision the way you see it. And you need to respect that and also not take other people's opinion too seriously to, to allow you to be taken off that route. I think if you took everyone's advice, you know, you hear it all the time when people start a company. It's like, oh, you know, that's oh, yeah, Damien, a great idea or high risk. Damien right? hated Woo Girl Wellness. He was not a fan of my brand name and I love it. So, and I'm so glad it resonates with like my whole, my vision and who I am. And <laughs> I mean, he's shaking his head right no, now. No, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I didn't, I, I didn't, uh, I didn't hate it, but no, like what I'm saying is like about your, your direction that you're going, like you have to follow that. Right. And that's, that's a huge thing. And fear alone is another thing. That's just like a massive thing that I think holds a lot of people back. Yeah, I agree. And honestly, one thing I've learned in business is don't ask friends or family what you think, what they think you should do. I mean, everyone's going to have a different opinion and only you, only you. And I think this goes for a lot of things in life, not just your business, but just like your personal decisions that you have to make. Avoid talking to, you can ask people their opinion, but don't ask like what you should do and mm -hmm. only seek advice from people that you respect and that you really trust and that they don't have, you know, ulterior motives because, because at the end of the day, I think when you are making a decision, you have to just sit with yourself and decide yourself. And I think that's how, I just think that's personally, that's been the best for me. Yeah. And I think regret is a big fear. Like I, like I said, I think for most people, right? So it's, it's, you have to do whatever you feel like you need to do. So I want to chat a little bit about fear. Um, you know, there's, there's a saying that stress is just a fancy word for fear, right? So like, people are all saying like, I'm stressed out, you know, I'm stressed out about this, I'm stressed out about that. But at the end of the day, oftentimes it's just fear. And it's two types of fear, right? It's real fear and imagined fear. And a lot of times, it's imagined fear, right? Real fear is like... I'm being chased by a tiger. Yeah. Imagined fear is probably the things you make up in your head all the time. Like, oh my God, what if someone doesn't like this? What if this isn't successful? What if I don't make money? And these fears hold us back. And many of us never make it past those fears to actually make our dreams happen. Mm -hmm. So overcoming those hurdles, how's that been? Well, it was definitely really scary. I remember... My girlfriend, Sky. Hi, Sky. It's actually her birthday yesterday, so just a little shout out. But she was approached me, my girlfriend, to plan a yoga retreat, and that kind of like lit a fire under my butt to get my Instagram going and start promoting it. And I remember being so terrified and being like, "Oh my God! Like this is it. I have to start. You know, this is." when I'm going to start having to build my brand. And it just seems so scary to put yourself out there. You know, there's the fears of there's so many health and wellness Instagram accounts, like ugh, another blog, ugh, another podcast, yeah, ugh, another sure. Instagram, but you can't let things like that get to you. And guess what? There's, so, there's so many people out there that are probably way less talented than you, but way more successful because they actually had the guts to go for it. So it's like, if you feel qualified and you have knowledge and, you're educated and you feel like you can really serve people yeah just go with it and i think that's huge right there of the don't wait i think a lot of us wait for this perfect moment or we think this perfect moment's going to come where we're suddenly going to go pursue our passion and it's going to pan out and i don't think that exists i think you have to run with it even if you're kind of making it up as you go agreed because i don't think you can afford to do that and i think 
This fear obstacle, though, I really, really think it's an interesting one. I think you've done a good job at overcoming that. Thank you. That's really That's sweet. That's the one compliment I'll give you. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But yeah, I agree. I think that a lot of people don't ever start because it's like, oh, that fear of like, what are people going to think? What am I? I remember a few years ago when I was like, started thinking about like working for myself, like how am I going to make this happen? I remember being like, I think I told like a colleague and I was like, I'm going to start a blog. And they're like, ugh, please don't do that. Like right. there's, you know, and that's just like small minded people don't, who cares? Like you can't let people like that. But, but. Also in your field, like you tell people you're going to go be a nutritionist. You know how many people, like when I, when, when you first went to nutrition school, I supported it because it was your passion. But when I talk to people, the first thing people say is, oh, we can't make much money doing that. Oh yeah. So many people. Oh, well, what are you going to do? What's your job going to be? Cause, cause society and our systemic way of thinking thinks that, well, that won't allow you to get here, but it's bullshit. And I think it's amazing how you've owned that because there is no linear path. You know, the way society has built things out, like you have to do this to then be that, is not true. You can do whatever the hell you want. And just because you are, let's say, a nutritionist, like there's no there's no linear way of how things go. Like I just think it's amazing how you've overcome that because that is a real fear, I think. And I feel it as your partner in this scenario because like people say that stuff. But I'm not worried because I know and I really believe when you're on that track, money will come. And who gives a shit? As long as you are pursuing that, I do believe if you love what you do, money will come. I completely agree. 100%. And so just back to that, how you said so many people were like, oh, how's she going to make money? I had so many friends be like, oh, nutritionists don't make any money. Yeah. That's yeah. like, okay, well, I'm not going to make money. I mean, yeah, I do want to make money, but, and I will make money, but I'm not going to school with the whole idea of making money. If money was my only concern, I would have stayed at my old corporate job, climbing that ladder. I would have made pretty damn good money if I stayed there, but I was miserable. I was so miserable and I would rather be broke and be living my truth every single day and like making really healthy food and like working on my terms and not answering to anyone that pisses but, me off. But, but I also feel like if I were to say to you tomorrow, I'm going to go open up a coffee shop, you'd probably say, what the hell, man? There's like, you know, a hundred coffee shops on the next five streets around us. It's a stupid idea. But if I loved coffee and I was convinced that I'm going to open up the best coffee shop in Vancouver, I would, because it doesn't matter. It, it literally doesn't matter what you do. But if you really, really, really believe in yourself and want it and love it, it'll show in your work. And people will see that. And people will feel that. And I think that is what will bring your success. So it's so true because I think I think we have it so backwards where, where we get caught in this path of pursue the route that will bring income versus pursue the route that will bring fulfillment. And I think if we all – you know, pursued fulfillment as our primary focus, I think the world would be a much happier place. I completely agree. But some people like working their comfortable job. And And that's fine. And there's no judgment here to each their own. But I truly do believe if people pursued what they really, really wanted to do first, they would be happier. I agree completely. And I just, anyways, I, and, and this is a, a rant or a tangent that could go on for a while, but I think it's cool how you've pursued that. And I think, like I said, overcoming this fear obstacle is a huge hurdle that 
you know, you're still jumping over, but it seems like you've, you've, you know, made good progress on, on working on that. And I will just say, if you're listening and you're on the, on the fence of like, should I start this Insta? Should I start my website? Should I start like, yes, you need to start today. Just start today. And guess what? It gets so much easier. Once you get over that hump of like putting yourself out there for the world to see, it gets so much easier and you truly like don't care. You know, it's like, yeah. And especially once you start getting messages from people who like really resonate with you and like you're actually changing people's lives, it is so fulfilling and you won't regret it. And look, mm-hmm. what's the worst that could happen that you, you start and then you, you start, oh, well, but, and like, what the worst that could happen is there's, I don't know, there's nothing that bad could happen. I mean, it depends, I think, how you go into it too. Like, I think people need to understand that, like, those imagined fears and those thoughts of the what ifs and all these things, like, just starting to recognize those and understand that, you know, the mind is always going to have these what ifs and these doubts. And if you let that hold you back, you know, you don't ever really progress forward. So, yeah, it's cool. It's really cool. And I think that, you're so right. Like, just start because there's a million reasons not to. If I started two and a half years ago, the original blog, Health and Wellness, like, I had no credentials or anything. But if I started two, year, two and a half years ago just, like, for fun, posting recipes or, you know, blogging about my life, you know, two and a half years, it's a long time of producing content. I probably would be a bit more accelerated. I mean, who knows? But you can't but think like that. I know. I don't regret. I'm Because really then maybe you wouldn't have been where you are now. You're right. And I'm really happy the way everything turned out. And I think that your path happens when you start tuning in. And I wasn't quite aware and ready at that point. But I think that was the start when I started kind of just being more aware of what I wanted and recognizing patterns and just kind of switching things up. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, it's interesting. But I, I also really do believe that, like, as much as we all dwell on the past and the future like the past components we we probably wouldn't be here in this scenario talking about this had those events not taken place the way they did mm-hmm. and i don't know i just think it's great now that at least you're on that path so so it's cool really cool so so moving on like a little bit then how like what would you say i guess to the individual that wants to get started i know you mentioned like just do it and these types of things but you know Starting your own business and going all in, would you do it that way again? If not, how would you do it? If I could do it all over again, I probably would have kept my old job while I was in school and did both school and my career because I could have totally managed that. I had a lot of free time in my old job. However, can't dwell on the past. But if you're listening and if you have extra time and you have a full-time job and you have time on your hands, start something that you are really loving on the side. And if you feel like you don't have time, like you prioritize your passion for time. I mean, like Steve Jobs. Oh, here we go. Steve Jobs out. (laughs) Well, it's like, you know, if you, you say you're really passionate about something yet you're out every weekend partying three days a week. and, And it's like, that's clearly not a priority to you. It's your passion. So it's like, maybe reevaluate what you what you want in life and like the actions that you're doing is that leading you to execute your dream totally and prioritize i think too because i think everyone you know wants to build a business yeah build a business and, and and you know pursue passion and make money all these things we're talking about but it's like okay 
what are you willing to do to make that happen? Exactly. And what are you willing to sacrifice to make that happen? Are you cool with not going out for a single weekend, maybe for a chunk of time? Like you might have to do that. You might have to grind on your Saturday nights and work on your business instead of, you know, drinking at the club. Drinking at the club. Yeah, I know. I mean, but not even that. Also, just what lights you up. I mean, if we're talking health and wellness, for me, I, I always loved workout classes. I dreamed of being like a Barry's boot camp instructor, and I still would totally do that route too. But I, and I always loved food too. So if you're working not in the health and wellness space and you're interested in becoming um, certified in something, like what lights you up? Holistic nutrition is a great route. It's It really opens your eyes to a lot of other doors too, like Chinese medicine, acupuncture, Ayurveda, um, naturopathic medicine there's so even like nutritional research there's so many things you could do and I had no idea going into this field I had no clue if you don't work in the field you have no clue like all of the options there are and that's how I felt I was like okay I could either be a personal trainer or I could get certified online as a health coach like that's kind of what you think if you're not in the space yeah and so if you're interested in joining this space you could for sure dm me if you have any questions at woo girl wellness i would love to hear from you but also maybe get a couple books or like who do you look up to like what are they reading what are they doing and kind of like you could start there and just start bringing some ideas into the picture like that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i think finding a role model is or a mentor is so huge like find someone who's doing something you want to do and figure out what they did to get there and maybe, you know, meet up with them for coffee or, you know, whatever it is. Just just finding a mentor, I think, is really helpful. Finding someone that you look up to that's kind of doing what you want to do. I agree. And your mentor doesn't even have to be someone that you know personally or someone in your city. It could be someone online that you look up to or a, someone who wrote a book that you really like. It doesn't have to be – I mean, I've interviewed a lot of people on this podcast, and I always ask, have you had a business coach – And more often than not, they're like, not directly have I had a business coach, but I follow people who really inspire me, who Mm -hmm. coach others, and they listen to their podcasts, they read their books. And so they're being guided, not directly, but indirectly in their own pace Mm -hmm. and being inspired kind of on their own terms. Yeah, that's cool. Because I think that like, there's so many things that you can learn just from people who have done it in terms Mm -hmm. of like, you know, little hacks or, or maybe just help you know, getting through some of these hard times because they know what it's like. So I think the mentor component's pretty, pretty awesome. Totally. And also if there is someone in your city or online that you really resonate with, I think more often than not, they would be happy to chat with you and have a conversation. Yeah. I think again, there's fear there maybe of like, Oh, if I reach out to this person, they're not coming back to me. It's again, just doing it. I know. Looking back when I started thinking about like being in this space, I wish I wish I like did more research and reached out to people that, I mean, obviously I'm really happy. Why, why would you say you didn't at the time? You keep saying going back, but like at that time, did you even have interest in these things? I definitely, I mean, I know. What do you so, think was the biggest thing that stopped you two and a half years ago from doing? I was like, I don't know. It was almost like an, I felt not embarrassed, but I just felt like, oh my God, like they're so experienced. Like I'm just a random person you know, I wasn't a personal trainer or I had no credentials. Like why would they want to randomly talk to this random chick 
totally. But I went, you know, I I should have. Who cares? What's the worst that could happen? They just say, but, like, I'm busy. You know, who cares? But that's that imagined fear again. You probably exactly. created all these fears in your head that held you back. But mm-hmm. but now you've, yeah, you've totally, like, jumped over that. And it's, like, it's, it's cool to see that. And probably very fulfilling to, to, to see that growth, too, of, of being confident and pursuing this route no mm-hmm. matter what. And another thing I will say, when you do start out, you really have to be your own cheerleader and you have to really believe in yourself because if you don't, no one else is going to believe in you. I mean, of course, like your close friends and family believe in you, but you really have to be that sole kind of generator and fuel the fire for mm-hmm. yourself because mm-hmm. that's what that's what you have to do in the beginning. Yeah. I think that's huge. So how do you become your own cheerleader? Like, I mean, it's so easy to get down, like you just said, right? And all this stuff, like... How have you become your own cheerleader? Well, I'm in a field that lights me up, and I know that. There's no doubt in my mind that I'm I'm working in the wrong space. And so that fuels me every single day. Two, I'm having fun. And that's how I know I'm I can be my own cheerleader is because I have fun every single day that I that I'm working. Even if I'm on my computer, I'm having fun. Like working with clients is really fun. The other day I was creating a meal plan, researching recipes, and I couldn't believe I was getting paid to research recipes. I, I love cooking so much. Jamie knows being in the kitchen is my happy place. And so, but not so much cleaning. And right. Well, so <laughs> I steal most of the cooking pretty much. Oh, okay. Damien has a private holistic chef that he just somehow stumbled upon and yeah. I still do most of the cleaning too. Incorrect. <laughs> Incorrect. Anyways, that is a whole nother podcast. But um, but yeah, being your own cheerleader is you just have to believe in yourself. And I know it can be kind of down like, oh, no one likes this photo or, oh, my God, no one listened to this podcast. But honestly, who gives a shit? Because see, people who are starting out, they all started somewhere. They All the people that you look up to, they all started somewhere. And I know in, in maybe for 10 years, there's certain people who never had a following yeah. or any money coming in or anything but it's like you can't give up you just have to like stick to your vision and remind yourself what your goals are every single morning and visualize what you what you want your life to be and it will come true mm-hmm. yeah I really do believe that when you're on that path you know that alone is kind of motivating you throughout I want to chat a little bit about the likes thing because I think it's reality as an entrepreneur entrepreneur now to be in Involved heavily in social media. I think that world is super toxic if you don't go into it with the right lens. And I think people do let their lack of likes or lack of attention or negative feedback get the best of them. And sometimes they take it very personal. How do you navigate through that crazy world that is super toxic if you don't go into it with the right lens? I think that Instagram can be toxic and... I think it's really important to set boundaries. Um, like what? Like, ideally, you wake up and you don't look at your phone or check your notifications for the first. I mean, in a perfect world for me, I wake up, I have my morning routine, I do what I need to do, I work until 12 p.m., just like pure work. And then around 12 p.m., I check my Instagram and I check my emails and everything. But to be quite honest, that, that doesn't have, that rarely happens. Um, I think that, yeah, I think a lot of entrepreneurs that rely a lot on social media for their following and 
to promote content and stuff, I think that they do suffer from lack of boundary. And it's definitely something I'm working on as well. But at the end of the day, I just see Instagram as a business tool. And I honestly see it as inspiration too. There's Mm -hmm. so many incredible people on Instagram that are running businesses and that are, you know, pumping out amazing content. And I see it as inspiration. It's so easy to look and think like, oh God, compare yourself. And oh my God, like they post every day. I hardly have time to post like twice a week. You can't let yourself think like that. Look at those people and be like, okay, I strive to be that way. And I want to, you know, scale my business in that way. That's Mm -hmm. the way I view the people that I follow. And also make sure the people that you follow and make sure they inspire you and that you're not comparing like their bodies and like where they live and all of that, because it can be quite toxic. But if you're going in it through a inspirational type of way and to feel like motivated and pumped up, then I think it can be just a great tool to be Mm -hmm. honest. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's really important to check in with yourself and, and make sure that you're going into the social media world with the right cap on and that you're looking at it as a learning experience, as a tool, as opposed to this, you know, competition um, where you're comparing yourself with others and you're taking their feedback very personal because, yeah, that obviously is, <laughs> you know, starting out, there's no way you're just going to suddenly get everyone liking your stuff and everyone's going to be raving about you, you know, it's going to be that uphill climb. So I think it's just uh, yeah, important to remember as you embark on that journey. Yeah, I totally agree. And I was going to say something else, too, about something came to my mind, but um, I forget. Mm, not a worry. Next time. All right. Well, just on time here, we'll, uh, we'll start wrapping it up. I just want to end it with um, maybe just, like, one last thing about your business a little bit here. So let's talk a little bit about, like, your business as a whole, how it's been. Let's dive into that. Can you tell us a little bit about just the business as a whole and kind of how it's going? Of course. So the whole thing. Also, this is clearly very improv question session. (laughs) (laughs) So the the whole thing about Blue Girl Wellness is, as you all know, I was working a corporate job that didn't fulfill me, and I was living a lifestyle that aligned with that, and it was just, I was, oh, I, I identified myself as, you know, a party girl for so long, and that doesn't define who you are, just because your job or who you hang out with and all of these things, and I really struggled with that, and so transitioning from health, to, from that to health and wellness, I think was kind of like a shock in some sense, and, you know, I don't talk to a lot of the same people I used to talk to, and it's been a transition. And the whole thing behind Woo Girl Wellness is that I will always be the same gal. I just value different things now. And my whole goal is that someone just like me two years ago really resonates with me and wants to connect and follow their dreams too. Because I was in such a different place two years ago. And it's just so fascinating to see what you can accomplish in a short amount of time and how your mindset can change everything and how just making these little changes and listening to your to your gut and just following your heart as cheesy as that sounds. No, it's so true. It can, can change your life for the better. And so 
my whole goal is just to to really connect with women that are just like me who want to go either they went through a transition already or they are they're thinking about going through a transition or they're in that kind of like contemplating phase where they know they want to change they don't quite know what it is yet their health is kind of on the rocks and so that is the goal is just for me to really connect with like-minded women who are ready to start saying yes to themselves and so I've been working with clients who are in their late 20s early 30s uh female professionals who yeah like they I mean obviously not not now with COVID but you know they would go to like uh, happy hours a few times a week and then start Monday morning doing like crap and not taking care of their bodies and deep down they really wanted to take care of their bodies and so I'm building a brand and a business based off of people that were just like me and and so I can help as many women as I can and because I wish that two and a half years ago I I met someone like me who could kind of like tell me like girl you got this just here's here like stop going out every Friday and Saturday start saying yes to yourself start practicing self-care nourish yourself with good thoughts good food hydrate sleep like these simple little things that anyone is capable of doing have completely changed my life and so that is the whole theme around woo girl wellness is also you can be a woo girl and still nourish yourself I'm you know just because I'm out of that corporate party lifestyle doesn't mean I don't enjoy wine and I don't have fun and I don't go out not to say you need alcohol to have fun but I found a balance that really works for me and my lifestyle and I really encourage anyone listening who is struggling with that balance to reach out to me and we can chat because I know that it's really hard when you are surrounded by people who or a career or a lifestyle that you're so used to the norm of like, you know, vendor weekends and, you know, not sleeping and self-sabotage and destructive behavior. If that's who you're surrounding yourself with, then that is who you're going to become. And I was lucky enough to kind of recognize that and get myself out of it, but it, it, it was, it wasn't easy. And so that is the whole theme about Woo Girl Wellness, and it's just such a powerful story because it's all so real and raw, and I can honestly go on about so many things. Like, I have so many wild stories that for another episode, but I just want people to know that you can live your life on your own terms and still enjoy a glass of wine, still enjoy pizza. Like, do what you want to do, but finding that that balance and that mindfulness and awareness of your day to day can truly change everything about your life. I agree with that. And I think having that like awakening is, is so, so amazing. And, and to see that transformation has been very inspiring for me as well. So. so yeah. 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 Damien met me right when I was kind of going through this awakening and it's crazy. Like he definitely sped up the process because you know, I was like living my life. I was single for six years. I did whatever I wanted and I didn't have to ever answer to anyone. And once I started dating Damien, I was like, okay, I really like this guy. He's pretty cool. Like I need to like, you know, mature up a bit and not embarrass myself, you know, don't drunk dial him. And although I did after like three days of our first date, but somehow 
he, it was actually obviously a great fit. And I think he knew that when we met. And um, I think we actually both were kind of in this like awakening phase because he was going through a lot too. But would you say so, babe? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it was a definitely a growth phase. And I think, you know, we learned a lot. Um, and we're learning a lot together right now. The coolest part for me is we're both at this stage where we're open to learning, open to this whole concept of pursuing passion and to pursuing, you know, the your road truth. that you should be going down, your truth. Yeah, we're both open to understanding. And I think open to going down on this journey together. And I think like being with someone and being in a relationship with someone who has that same mindset is super inspirational. I think it keeps you motivated, you know, because obviously we, we have our highs and our lows. So yeah, I'm happy to embark on this journey. And I think it's an exciting one and I think it's a very fulfilling one. So I'm proud. I'm happy. And thanks for having me on the show. Are we finishing the episode already? Yes, we are. That went by so quick. Have flies. How did you feel? Like, do you, I feel like Damien, like, really got in the zone, and he's trying to, like, I don't know, trying to impress people out there. So, that's cute, Damien. I appreciate that. (laughs) I really appreciate you bringing your A game. I really do. No worries. I had a really good time, and I can't believe the hour is up. But um, maybe we'll do more of these little guest appearances with people in my life, you know, versus just, like, cool entrepreneurs out there but um but yeah it's been so fun and this journey building this podcast has been amazing I really just want to thank all of my listeners and for tuning in and supporting me on this journey like I said earlier it's not easy putting yourself out there and producing content it's it takes work and it takes time and um but I am so fulfilled and I wouldn't be doing anything else so I'm just so grateful that I can do this every day and Um, it's been an amazing opportunity and learning experience. So if you want to connect with me further, hit me up on Instagram at woo girl wellness. And if you want to connect with Damien, you can hit him up on Instagram at cool boy wellness. Not true. Not a thing. I think I'm going to launch the the gram today. So look out for it. I hope you all enjoyed that episode. I know I did. Thank you so much for listening and make sure to subscribe to Newland Nutrition, the podcast for weekly episodes that will guide you to build the health and wellness business of your dreams. And also make sure to add yourself in the Newland Nutrition Facebook groups. So we can connect and be wellness biz besties for life. Bye.